is Christine Conti, and you are listening to best-selling author of Split Second Courage. What if your fears were the key to your dreams? That's right, everyone. Available on Amazon right now as an ebook or paperback. Grab your copy today and unleash your inner superhero. What is holding you back from living the life you truly deserve? It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I am really excited. That where are we at today? We finally got to Mac Cravallo today. I really like this guy from like He's good. quite a few years. Met him at an SCW and took me a while to be like, is he really crazy enough to be part of our crazy train? He's awesome. Yeah. I he, love no, Mac. He's, he's on the train. He's on the crazy train. Love him. Right? Mm-hmm. His fashion is on point. Mm-hmm. His message is on point. His education and his knowledge in the fitness industry is on point. Mm-hmm. You know, he's running social media accounts for SCW. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. So today uh, you're going to you're going to learn a little bit about Mac and about how he got into the fitness industry and presenting and went from just hey, you know what? I'm going to you know, I'm going to try out this class and I'm going to get certified in Zumba like not even knowing what it was and you know, fell in love with instructing and was like, "You know what? I think this is what I want to do." And started going to conferences and then like we say all the time, if you love something, go get some education behind it. Get certified in things. Go try everything. And and that's what he did. And now he's, I don't know, like us. We elbow our way into industries that we want to be a part of. And that's I, I just think that that's a great lesson. So No, it was a great conversation, a good episode, and uh, lots of good content on here. So uh, be sure to listen up and, uh, and enjoy this one, uh, Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast. Here we go. With yet another amazing episode mm-hmm. of the Two Fit Crazies with none other than Mac Carvello. Welcome hey. to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It has it's way, way overdue, first off. It has been way, way too long. Way overdue. And it was I don't know how many years ago now that we were we were at some SCW convention and our lovely mutual friend, Trisha Silverman, mm. was like, Boston. I, I don't know where. And she's always so good with, listen up, everyone listening, networking and whatnot. Trisha is like amazing. 
because she rolls into a conference and is like, ooh, let's get all these people together and go to dinner and organize this. And then like she does it to bring everyone together. And then now all these people we haven't had a chance to talk to and network with. And, you know, you start to become friends and realize who is really awesome and, you know, who you actually want to hang out with. Well, and- she she's a magnet herself, mm-hmm. right? Like people are like, I, I know, know I want to know her. Let this woman fool you, everybody. <laughs> right. Um, but she was like, oh, we're, and you had come along, I think, to like dinner or something with us. And I'm like, who the hell is this? Like, who's this guy? You know, because, you know, you were like newer to the to the circuit. And um, and, you know, then I sit back and I was like, hmm, I got to figure out if he's crazy or not. And as soon as I figured out you were crazy, I was like, awesome, you're in. I want to be friends with you, you know, so that was amazing. And that was like years ago. And now. Finally, we get you on the show to talk about all the awesome stuff that you are up to, what the heck you do, and how the heck you got into this insane fitness industry. Oh, my gosh. So where are you coming to us from, first off? So I'm coming to you live from New Bedford, Massachusetts, which is a small little city, a.k.a. the Whaling City. And I'm right smack in between Providence, Rhode Island and Cape Cod, Massachusetts. So the start of the Cape. So if you think, oh, I'm just from the Boston area, Boston's about an hour from me. So I'm actually closer to Rhode Island than I actually am the state capital. So I always like to say I'm right in between Rhode Island and Cape Cod. I know that stretch rather well. My brother lives in Cranston, and his uh, his old lady is uh, from Seekonk, Massachusetts, right there. Yes. Seekonk is right on that tip-tip edge of right. southeastern Massachusetts. As soon as you enter Providence, Rhode Island, it's that fine little tip. <laughs> so tell us first, what the heck are you doing in the fitness industry? Because we were just talking off air about, you know, if you want to make it in the industry, you should narrow things down. Okay, you have you do a lot. So what the heck are you like presenting and teaching and what's what's going on right now? So there's a lot of things I think I'm doing in this industry right now, whether it's group fitness related, personal training related, but also business related too. I started off with group fitness and group fitness is never going away from me. I don't care if I'm 90, 100, I'm in a respirator, I'm in my deathbed, I will still be teaching (laughs) until the day I die. But I've also narrowed things down a lot because I used to be able to teach 20 plus classes a week, but I'm getting older. And to be honest with you, it is a lot of work, energy, and time to be able to dedicate to 20 plus group fitness classes. Some of them are the same or they're different classes. And I think it's just time now that I save my body, give it a little bit of rest, but also dive into other avenues in the fitness industry. So while I still teach group fitness, I'm also now a certified personal trainer, which I'm very excited about. It's been something that I've been talking about for years. I've wanted to do personal training, but I said, you know what? My 10 year anniversary is this year. In August, it'll be 10 years in the fitness industry. And I said, I'm making a change for myself. I'm becoming a personal trainer. I I owe this to myself. But also, I'm on a live stream platform for high fitness. So I'm one of the live stream instructors. If you sign up for their on-demand subscription, 
I'm one of the faces that you will see, but I'm also a presenter, which is how I met Christine at SCW Fitness Education, which I also recently, and most people don't know this, is that I'm the face behind the social media accounts for SCW, for Sarah Cooperman herself, which did you know she has someone who runs her socials? (laughs) I didn't either. So I am Sarah Cooperman. You can thank me later, <laughs> but I also run the Water in Motion accounts as well as the SEAT, so S-E-A-T fitness accounts as well. So if you ever see a comment from SEW Mania, it's me. Excellent. I, I mean, God bless you. That social media is uh, it's fun and it's a lot of work, too. I mean, you can really get lost oh, on it. It's work. a lot it of work. It's a lot of work. Lots of approvals need to be made before you post anything. Oh my gosh. So it's kind of fun because, you know, you could, you could really have some fun with that, Mac, you know, just throwing that out there. (laughs) Right. With social media. Yeah. It's a really fun job. And I think in this industry that we're in, social media is your best friend. And that is a free marketing tool to promote yourself. If you're not on social media, even if you are someone who says, I absolutely hate any form of social media, I never want to be on it. Get on it anyway, because the only way you're going to grow is to have some sort of way for people to get to know who you are, whether you're only on Facebook, only on Instagram, even if you pick one platform to promote yourself, please do yourself a favor, get on social media. It not only promotes you as the instructor, but that is the way you are going to grow your clients and your classes successfully, especially in this day and age. So, all right, let, let's talk about this for a second. With um, but with instructors with social media, what is what's your feeling of people getting out there and just pushing? Like I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like you know the give me, give me money, give me this. Like I'm gonna, you know, it's almost like, you know, where's the balance between you're gonna give tips or you're like, by the way, um, everyone needs to visit your social media, like your personal social media, because it is just <laughs> freaking fantastic. Like that's when I like fell in love with you. I'm like, I, this is awesome because it's, it's you unapologetically this, like you're bright and colorful and loud. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. So what is, but I don't see pushing, you know what I mean? Like there's no, you know, selling, I guess is what it is. Like you're selling through your, your own personal brand. Like how, how do you do that? How would, how do you say to the average instructor, like, listen, you don't have to freaking keep begging. No. And I think in the beginning, when you're first starting out, I think you do need to be a little bit more pushy because, Hey, this is something new that I'm starting and I want this to grow. I believe in the product. I believe in what I want to give to my community. So I think in the beginning, I especially was a little bit more pushy. I think now that I've established myself in this industry, I will post my schedule, okay, once a, once a week, every Sunday, I am committed to say, okay, here's my schedule, this is where you can see me, and that's that. Then I balance myself out with tips for instructors. If I'm promoting something, whether it's the live stream or something that my Y is doing or SCW related, I think there's a good balance between putting yourself out there as a brand and putting yourself out as the human So I do believe if you're going to be the person who wants to have social media, if you're someone who doesn't want to have multiple accounts, 
I think you just need a good balance between, okay, here is me as my instructor self, because that is the focus. That is who I want to attract our group fitness people. Somebody who's in my industry or is looking for tips for someone who's been in the industry for a while. But I also realize that I have people who follow me who do not really care about me and fitness. They just want to know what's going on in my life. And I think there's a good way to do it without seeming too spammy. And I think it's just finding, honestly, the right balance between yourself as a human and yourself as a fitness content person. I, I think that the multiple account thing, that's the direction that I went. And I think that that, you know, for better or worse, you know, I, I, I don't want to have my personal stuff be part of my business things. And there, you know, I'm part of some of them are for organizations or even, for instance, the podcast has their own, you know, that the, the has their own pages that it, they aren't my personal, uh, you know, places. And, and, you know, with kids and things in my personal life, sometimes it. I keep it personal. Um, but with that said, sometimes I'm all over the place and I'm posting here and posting there and I'm on this Twitter account for this thing and this Instagram account for this one. And it's, uh, you know, it can get, it get to be a little hectic. Any advice for, uh, lassoing that lightning? So with that being said, if you're going to have two accounts, I think one is a personal account. And if you want to make that private, if you're someone who's a very private person, yeah, make your personal account if you want to share photos of your kids, you want to show your personal life, nothing that is business related to what you're doing. Make that a personal account and only people that are in your immediate circle will want to follow that account. If you are creating a business account, so let's say you really want to grow your fitness business, number one, it needs to be public. People want to see you as the instructor and they want to be able to visit you easily if they have to request to follow you if you're so private about where you are teaching if you're someone who like i only want to have this many people in my classes i don't really want all kinds of people dming me unfortunately it's something you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone a little bit and put yourself out there and that's a big thing people even with mega confidence can sometimes feel as though they don't want to have to put themselves out there all the time. And sometimes we just don't want to. But you know what? In the end, when you're posting good quality content on your fitness page, the business is going to grow. You're going to grow as an instructor. But And you don't also need to make the account a fancy name. I know plenty of people with a successful following and who've grown their social media accounts with just their name add fitness to it. Mm -hmm. So it could be Christine Conti fitness, Macrovalo fitness, and you're good to go. You do not need to think of something so abstract, so out of the ordinary. It can be very simple, but please make that a public profile because that's how people are going to see you. People are going to want to get to know you. And that's where you can put only professional as much as you can, of course, content as a fitness professional. Then if you want to throw Anything else on your personal page, like if it's a family photo or your favorite meal of the day, like whatever it is, because it's so weird because I, I try to balance between a personal and a public page. So it's a little bit more of a balance for me. But if I had two different accounts, I would only want to put fitness related content and stuff that I want to drive or push on that business account. 
versus just having a public, a private page where it's just me and my partner or me and my family, just, Hey, look at the mountains, look at the hills, or (laughs) here's a funny selfie or quirky videos that have nothing to do with my fitness content. I hope that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. I just think people like personally, I think people like to see that you are relatable. You know, even if it is your business and that's your brand, you know, all right, like I'm a mom, I work, I, you know, also do other things and maybe eat food sometimes. Like it's, you know, to see that, oh, she, yeah, she fails sometimes too, or, oh, okay. Also, there's a balance, there's a balance with everything. You know what I mean? I think there's a good balance between putting higher quality content, but if you're so focused on, oversaturation, having to smooth out every wrinkle, every crevice on your body to make it look unrealistic and unattainable, then you're not relatable anymore. I think people love to see, especially now, relatability in the fitness industry. I know people who are very successful and so knowledgeable in their careers, but they don't have the look of a fitness person. Mm -hmm but they are so highly knowledgeable. They are so well-educated and I could listen to them for hours and gain so much knowledge than some other fitness influencers who have the body, but they have no knowledge to back it up. And fun fact, you can be a fitness influencer without a degree in fitness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can be a fitness influencer and have no knowledge on muscle groups. Mm Mm-hmm. You just look the part, you go to the gym, you post content that's likable. Yeah, like and you're it, a fitness influencer. Yeah. We've we've literally ripped <laughs> people like that up and down on this show for years because all right, girl who puts on sports bra or bikini and does jumps around on the beach and I'm like, You've got eight billion followers. How does this happen? You don't even have a certification. And my, my husband would always be like, well, if you put a bathing suit on too, maybe you could get more followers. I'm like, oh my God, this is not, you know, but it's unfortunately it, it tricks the, uh, the common person who doesn't know. And, uh, I, I saw one the other day about creating thumbnails. So like for your YouTube videos and things mm-hmm. like that to attract more audience to become a fitness influencer. So oh. now you just have to be good at making thumbnails and, <laughs> and to attract, you know, so people look at that and say, I'm going to click on that. And, and that's what it's become. It has nothing to do with information or knowledge or, or you know, degrees or, or, you know, certification or anything. It's just, uh, it, it's just basically, uh, you know, hey, look at me, shiny object over here. And, uh, and we can, you know, get a bunch of followers and become a quote unquote influencer. Mac. And I think that shift, give it a few more years and I think people are going to be sick of it. And I think I've seen a lot more attention now of people calling out that crap. So I slowly start to think we're heading in the right direction, but we are definitely nowhere near where we should be. Mm. I want to go back now to one of my favorite questions ever. Favorite how the heck did you decide you wanted to go into this crazy industry <laughs> of fitness? Because, I mean, Mac, it's so, you know, I mean, it's not a lot of hours of work and you make so much money all the time. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And it's so easy, that's you know, right. it, I mean, it's like a nine to five and then that's it, you know. 
So what was, what drew you to Don't this? forget the 401k. Right. Also the pension. <laughs> Can't forget about the pension. Right. And the medical. <laughs> and the, all the benefits. Just give us all the benefits. Right. That's it. Fame, I swear, fortune. I, I don't know if there even is a company out there, but if there's a company that specializes in fitness professionals, that if you show that you work so many hours a week, you should be able to get qualified for benefits. If there's nothing out there, I should create it. There you mm-hmm. go. I think that would be such a booming business. Not bad. But anyways, how I got into fitness, I've been a mover my entire life. I started off as a dancer and I've danced for 16 plus years. I started when I was five. I didn't really love the idea of traditional sports, even though we all know dance is a sport. And if you disagree with me, I'm sorry. Dance is a sport. And if you haven't tried dance or any sort of ballet work, try it and then come back to me. (laughs) But anyways, I danced all my life and I went into college and I still was moving around a little bit, but I didn't get my dance on like I used to because I was so busy with undergrad. I had a lot of homework, lots of projects, and I really wanted to focus on that aspect in my life. So a few months in, my dance teacher told me that, oh, there's a fitness class coming to the studio with an instructor that I didn't realize I knew the person at the time, but it was a format called Zumba. (laughs) And she said, oh, okay. Like I, she told me all about it. She said, it's very high energy. It's something that's up your alley. I think you're really going to like it. So I said, okay, what the heck? I'll try it. It was a Thursday night. I think it's seven o'clock. I think I was in rehearsals for dance anyway. And I stayed after class. So I said, oh, I'll try it. What the heck? I did it the first time. I was a complete fool. I didn't know what we were doing, but I caught on pretty quickly because I was a dancer. So it was very easy for me to follow. And I could understand where the instructor was heading towards. Fast forward maybe three months, I want to say, into it. Something inside of me just said, why don't you do this? I was unemployed at the time. I didn't really love where I was working. I worked all different types of jobs through college, from the hospital. I worked at a nail salon, helping out in the area, like sweeping or whatever. I did factory work. I did all kinds of random jobs and I was never satisfied. So I said, why don't you do this? And the next time I saw the instructor, I asked her about it and said, I would like to teach. How did it go? What was it like? What would I be in for? And I almost backed out because I didn't believe in myself. I thought no one's going to take me seriously. I think no one's going to really want to take my classes. I don't think I'll be successful. I don't want to pay all this kind of money for a certification and then pay for a membership and then it not go anywhere. And I'm just paying something that I'm not using, but something inside. So like, you need to do this right now. This is going to change your life. And I'm so glad that I did. And I still remember to this day, and I say this in all my sessions, Just because you've been in this industry for 10 years, 20 years, six months, it doesn't matter. The minute you stop growing is the minute you stop thriving. And I say that because people will assume, oh, what am I going to learn that from this 20 something year old 
that I haven't thought about already. I have, I think I know it all. I've been in this industry way longer than he's been alive, but I'm telling you the minute you stop growing as a professional, whether it's fitness related or not, the minute you stop growing as an instructor or as a human in general is the minute you stop thriving. Because if you think you know it all, there's someone who's out there who knows more than you. Industries are always changing. It's not just fitness related, business related, nutrition, medical, dental, all things in the world are growing every single second of this day. So even right now, I'm sure there are at least a thousand changes happening in multiple different industries. And when I heard that piece of advice, I said, that clicked in my brain. I need to grow as an instructor. So I first started off with something that I loved. I loved Zumba. I loved teaching the classes. But eventually, I started going into other things. I found beach body formats. I found Pound. I found Paloxing. I found all different conferences to grow as an instructor because I still remember to this day that statement that the trainer said to all of us. And I was a newbie and I had no fitness experience. I hated going to the gym. I was always the kid that was picked last in gym class. I didn't know what to wear for fitness. I wore a Converse's for cardio. <laughs> I just wore ran like baggy t-shirts and sweatpants. Like I didn't care. I didn't want to look a certain way when I was teaching or I was just there to sweat and move my body. It wasn't about aesthetics. It was just moving my body to music. But as we went on and on in the industry, things just started growing for me. I went on from just an instructor teaching at a small studio with two people, one of them being my grandmother and the <laughs> owner, to now years down the line working for the YMCA and now presenting as a presenter the, at conferences that I attended as an attendee every single year to thousands of people across the United States is just mind-blowing to me. So my message to all of you, especially those who are young and just starting off in the industry, if you're going to make this your full-time gig, give it your all and don't sell yourself short. Never sell yourself short. <laughs> so that is a, uh... There's still, there's so, there's so many things you talked about, you know, like a Zumba beach body pound paloxing, but you also have more than that. Talk about what else you have your hands, you know, you got your hands in the pot in a lot of places. So what else are you teaching these days? Well, I also, so I created a class called Boogie Bar mm. and I came up with that class because bar was really trendy at the time. And I wanted something a little bit different because I stopped teaching Zumba around that time when I created Boogie. Bar was hot, interval training was hot, and people were missing my dance formats. And I didn't have access to a ballet bar or any sort of equipment. So I said, okay, why don't I come up with something that involves my love of movement, elements of bar, and interval training all at the same time, and people love the class. I presented it at Manias a couple of times and the response I got was, 
oh my God, it was incredible. <laughs> it was something I've never seen before. So who knows? You never know in the future where that will head, but. So what, what is that? Give Other us a little, that, give us a little rundown. What's, what's boogie do? bar. So it, it is a combination of bar dance and plyometrics all rolled into one workout. All it's right. to the beat of the music, no equipment needed, just you and your own body. It's a 50, 55 minute class. And we go through a lot of ebb and flows between mind body movement, cardio movement, and plyometric movement all rolled into one workout. And I'm telling you, you have to experience it for yourself because I choreograph all the moves. I pick the songs. I'm the one man show for Boogie. (laughs) And the response I got from doing just that was incredible. So you never know. That could be something that's coming down the line in the future. But so are you certifying people for that? Can you certify people for that? Okay. All right. Not yet. Okay. But yet. Like I said, you never know. Uh oh. Never know. Uh oh. But right now, within my crazy realm of world, I also am a water in motion champion, aka one of their master trainers. So I will be the one to lead trainings to certify water in motion instructors. I also teach high fitness. I teach pop Pilates. I do, I'm doing actually my Lesmos body pump training tomorrow. So that'll be very exciting. And I have definitely narrowed down in my, cause I used to hold like 20 plus certifications and now it's like, okay, I need to dial back. I need to dial way back because it's a lot on my brain. But besides all the fitness stuff, I also work for SCW mania. So not only am I a presenter, but I'm also staff. So like I mentioned before, I do their social media accounts and there's a few more things that I'm diving delving into with the company. And it's, I have a lot of ideas to help grow and I can't wait for you guys to see the, the magic. Mm, you are going to be so sore after your body pump training. <laughs> I'm just going to first say that before we get into anything else. I was Les Mills like back in the day. Um, it was Les Mills and BTS. They were like the company together and they split, but those were those were intense weekends. The body pump, and then I did. I was body step too. That was those were uh, those were intense. But you know, I think the best, the absolute best fitness professionals are the ones you know, like you, who are like, you know, what I'm really passionate about fitness and movement, and I'm going to take all the certifications, and some of them I'm going to keep. Some of them, I mean, I was Zumba too. It's, there's only so many certifications you can keep up with. And I think sometimes, you know, people think, oh, I have to keep up with all of them. No, it's, I think you should take all of them is always my advice because you learn. Even if you're just doing it for CECs. Right. And even if it's something you have no intention of teaching at all, I think you always learn something that you can apply to something that you are already loving. Hmm. Absolutely. I think even, you know, when you go to, you know, anyone who even loves fitness, you don't even have to be a fitness instructor. I always say, go, a, go to a conference, go to a day, you know, like at a, go to a day at SCW fitness or do a day at a mania to open your eyes to just different ways Absolutely. of moving. Like go take a session about nutrition who, I mean, who can just literally walk in somewhere and, Hey, I want to learn about 
you know, eating, you know, more plant-based, you know, diet. I want to learn about, I wonder what yoga is like. I don't want to take a class at a, you know, at a gym and just walk in. Like I'm going to go to a session and like sit in the back and you get to hear about, you know, different programs. I, th- I don't know. I just, I think it's so important for everyone just to be exposed to all these ideas. I don't know. Especially to my newbies, especially if you are brand spanking new in the fitness industry, go to a conference. It's like a fit. You will learn so much. It's like a fitness buffet. You can kind of. It is. It's literally a buffet. And I all, and I do recommend taking things that are outside your realm. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who's very passionate about yoga, I would maybe take one session of yoga to get into your practice because it's your love and you're going to, and you're going to stick with it. But for the rest of the time, do things that are a little bit outside your comfort zone. Even if you have no intention to teaching a hit based class or weight training is not your thing. Learning about, I don't care about nutrition. I don't care about active aging. I don't care about aqua fitness. Go to those sessions anyway, because I'm telling you, you will learn something that you can apply to the program or thing that is your joy. I will never forget. First of all, I would always go to, to the ECA in New York and I would take at least, I mean, I love to dance, but like, let's say I grew up in New York clubs dancing, right? Which is kind of different than, um, but I would take literally, I'd always take at least one or two dance sessions by like Tony stone or like really good New York choreographers. And I, thought that I looked good, but it was probably a hot mess, but it was so fun. But not that I would be teaching that high level of choreography, but it was awesome to grab pieces here and there for whatever I was doing. And then I will never forget, you know, I loved yoga, but walking into, I think I was, I mean, 22, I walked into Lawrence Biscontini's Yo-Chi class. I will never forget this. Out in like DC, somewhere in DC, and he was in like a freaking white tunic, like <laughs> you know, all zen like, and doing the doing the snake through the garden, and the, it was it was so awesome. And I'm sitting back there like, this is amazing. I've never seen this presented like this. And you know, I I always tell him, I'm like, oh my gosh, like you you changed my world of. And he's like, Christine, stop, like just you know, because he's very humble. Um, but it was like, it was just such a cool experience to, to just step out and be like, wow, this is so weird. And so, but it was so good. So good. Oh and it's gosh. always the sessions that I think it would be, oh, well, I'll just take this session. Mm-hmm. What the heck? It seems cool. Seems like it would be a good time. And it's always the ones that make the most impact on you. Did you ever take- I actually took. A water in motion session just right. I just took it for whatever reason in Boston. And I'm in their sessions now, helping them lead the presentations. So you never know. Even if you think, oh, I'm just gonna take this session, I'm just gonna go to this conference, I'm gonna take this class, I'm gonna take this format. You'd be surprised on where things can lead you. I I so like never sell yourself. 
I like going there and doing everything but fitness. I like, I, you know, honestly, just the, the classes and the network and the, you know, like, and the nutrition and edu, you know, the, the education aspect of it. I, you know, I work out all the time. You know, if, if I need to go there and, and sweat, I'm probably missing out on something pretty good in a classroom somewhere. And networking is, I think, is especially important because you never know who you're going to come into contact with. Hey, that's, that's what we do for a living, networking and, you know, opening up opportunities, not just for ourselves, but for other people. I think it's for other people. Exactly. And that's the coolest thing ever. By the way, have you ever heard or taken a class by Patrick Godot? No, I actually haven't. Okay. He kind of like has retired, but he would, I will never forget this. His class, I was obsessed with him for years. He's out of LA and he used to teach like, it was cardio ball was the name of his class, like with the big exercise balls. And they were all, all choreographed, bouncing the ball and like sitting and spinning on it and whatever. Oh my gosh, you need to YouTube this. Yeah. You're, it might like, sounds like be like, sounds like my dream, just like bouncing on everything. It, like I used to work at an all women's gym and I was the only male instructor at the time. And we had those big stability balls mm-hmm. and they were blue. You can kind of guess all the fun jokes we had at that gym. That's great. Oh my gosh. So what is so what's on the agenda right now? Are you so are you traveling now all the time to with this SCW conference or are do you go to different conferences? How does that work? So I go to it seems like every single SCW conference and I will be running in and out of sessions, taking clips, taking videos for the social media, but then I'm also still presenting my sessions as well. I'll be going to Florida in a couple of weeks and I'll be doing not only the aqua sessions, but I believe I'm also doing a glute session called build a better booty. (laughs) And it's going to be focusing on the lower half of the body. And I'm going to mostly talk about glute activation exercises that you can incorporate into your classes. It won't be more of a muscular strength or muscular building of the glutes because a lot of the stuff we do in group fitness is glute activation. So you're not going to really build a booty unless you have progressive overload, which is actual strength training, which is overloading the muscles, using heavy weights. While you may use it in a group setting, it's very uncommon to do it in group fitness. It's more out on the fitness floor where you can really progressively overload those muscles, but it'll incorporate different ways to train the glutes in different ways and different angles that you probably have never seen before and giving some safety along with it. Because sometimes what we see on social media, like this person can do it, but can everybody do it? And that's where, what I'm going to teach in that session. But of course I have my aqua sessions as well. So um, let's talk about your fashion. (laughs) there you go so now originally you said you would go to classes in like big shirts and sweatpants but you are like so our listeners who don't know this mac has like the best like like fashion at the conferences hands down style hands down teaching not teaching i don't care like hands down you know like drop the mic what's the deal (laughs) how did you get into the and I know you have a company that you really like, um, so feel free to you know drop any names you need to, um, and we'll 
put that out as well on our on our uh, on our pages. But how did you get into like I love these you know leopard print pants with rainbows and cats on them? Like where did this come from? From sweatpants, okay. like you said so, before. All my life, I've always been someone who loves color. While I do love black. Okay. People always assume, oh, you don't like wearing black. It feels weird when you wear a a plain black outfit. I do like black. Okay. I do, but it's not me a hundred percent of the time. I think in this world right now, especially in a post pandemic, if you want to call it that a post pandemic world, everywhere I go, it's always black, gray, and a navy blue. That's all I would see around me. And I just think, how depressing. <laughs> I'm sitting here in a gray hooded so sweatshirt. Sad. I'm just walking, looking around and I'm sick and tired of everybody walking around like it's a damn funeral. <laughs> so I want to be the light in people's life where I do wear a lot of color. I do wear a lot of sparkle. I do wear things that make me feel happy. And I got, I've always been into fashion. Okay. I've always been into it. Even as a little kid, I always like style. I always liked going to the mall. I still love going to the mall. I'm an adult mall rat by heart. <laughs> but I've really gotten the niche for fashion, especially in the pandemic. All I would binge watch on YouTube is fashion reviews. And I've really thought about starting a YouTube channel that would be the male equivalent of someone doing activewear reviews because you see a lot of females talking about it, but not many men talk about activewear. And I think that would be a really niche market because I'm positive out there. There are men, whether they have my style preferences or not, that still want to know how activewear suits their body types. And I do work with a company that I'm an affiliate with that I really love because I discovered them just randomly out of the blue as I was going to the mall. And I put on their clothes one time I said, I'm going to try these on. They were expensive. I didn't really feel like spending that much money on a pair of leggings, but I said, I'm going to try them on. Okay. I'm going to try them on. And if I don't like them, then I know, okay, they were not meant to be. I put them on and I instantly fell in love with them. And I still have the original pair to this day. And the company is Therese. If you follow me on social media, I'd probably hound you on the page. But I really do believe in the product. I do love the brand because it reminded me of when I was younger, I would always go into TJ Maxx and I could always spot the Betsy Johnson items. (laughs) And to me, this brand, whether they want to think so or not, to me, they're my grown up version of Betsy Johnson. Anytime I go into the store, I can immediately spot the Therese products. And it's interesting because I could find them now anywhere, any store I've gone to. It's just, Oh my God. I was like, why are they following me? Like I went to a TJ Maxx one time and I was like, why are they following me? They got a kick out of it. But when you find something that you really like, you should go with it. And that is one of my number one brands. If you are wondering where a lot of my clothes are from, 99% of the time, it is for, like this cardigan I'm wearing is from Therese that I'm wearing right now. 
So if you are looking for a discount code, let me know. I can definitely hook you up. But you got to love what you're wearing. And I think it has to do with a lot of confidence, too. Some people may look at me and my style and just be like, oh, my God, I would never be confident or I could never pull that off. You don't know unless you try. I think we should do things that scare us every single day. And if it's stepping out of the house in bright, bold neons and stars and glitter and gems, bright neon pastels, whatever it may be, go for it. Because you'd be surprised how much confidence you have when you put something on that you may have thought like, oh, I could never pull that. But then it's like, I'm feeling myself. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. I'm always known for just kind of crazy, crazy (laughs) socks and crazy colors. And although today I'm not, but um, it's funny because I have a, like my daughter's young and she'll be like, mom, mom. (laughs) um like you can wear those hot pink pants to work out but like please don't like go to the store school pickup like yeah please don't um can you if and i'm like why this is me she's like right i know (laughs) (laughs) but that's you know it's it's a it's just a you know i'm not someone who is quiet and you know contained it's more of like hey this is who i am this is what you get and I'm not going to apologize for it, but it's, you know, you definitely make a, um, you know, people, people look to you and they're like, wow, you know, he's someone that is, you know, confident and, and I want to be more like that. And that's something, you know, I definitely, I definitely want to make sure that, you know, you know, in the fitness industry and, and what I've seen you know, over, you know, over the course of time is like, you know, there's people that you feel like they've got such great energy that you want to gravitate to those people. And like, you are one of those people. So I would say like my, you know, all of our listeners, I'm like, this is, you know, the conversation we have today. Like the reason I wanted to get you on the show so badly is I want people to know your name. Like, let's get your name out there. Um, And if they're going to conferences, like, please go to max sessions people there it is i i just dropped the mic just i just yelled at our listeners by the way <laughs> you gave just, an order I just direct gave orders an order, you know two fit crazies demand you yeah <laughs> to attend max <laughs> sessions all right tell us um before before we go today give our listeners like i know you've given us a bunch of little like you know pieces of advice and fitness and whatnot but tell our listeners give them like a good golden nugget give them like a good like send off that you just can't live without well besides doing something that scares you every single day i think the number one thing and this relates to all aspects of life whether it's your professional life your personal life your fitness business your nutritional business your coaching your personal training you need to be confident in yourself The minute you doubt yourself, even for one second, you've lost all credibility. People can sniff it from a mile away if you are not feeling your absolute best. And of course, we have those days where we're not feeling our best. We're not feeling 100%, but own it. Be unapologetically yourself because you can take inspiration from every single fitness professional or influencer, however you want to call it. You can take it little nuggets from those people. 
but do not be a carbon copy of that person because they are they and they will never be you. But in turn, you will never be them and you will always be you. So always stay true to yourself, whether you are someone who enjoys wearing all black, wears all the rainbows and the sparkles and the glitter, the whole kit and caboodle. If that is you, you need to be unapologetically yourself because fakeness can be sniffed a mile away. People can realize people who are disingenuous and not authentic very quickly, especially in today's age. People can genuinely tell if you're not being authentic or if it's just coming across as fake. Because in in, in our industry in general, there are so many people out there. But how are you different than everyone else around you? And my goal in this life is to be someone who's changes the fitness industry, changes the game a little bit, puts their own spin and their own twist, or just showing that life isn't all that it's life isn't so serious all the time. It can be fun. It's exciting. And when we focus on so much of the negativity around us, it eats us inside. But my main tip for all of you, and I know I talk a lot is be unapologetically yourself no matter what love it i love it hey well i told you that you know i don't think of the word crazy as negative by the way i just want to throw that out there <laughs> so i think of you know we say i tell brian i'm like you know name. what's your superpower i'm like my superpower is crazy but <laughs> those people that are you know people that are crazy are also crazy enough that they can think they think that they can change the world and that's something that you know, I, I truly believe, you know, you have that, we have that, that, you know, we are crazy enough to think that we are going to make an impact by doing whatever it is that we're doing, which other people sometimes think is pretty freaking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. So it has been awesome to finally connect and uh, get you on our airwaves And can you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more information about you or contact you, social media handles, all that good stuff? So my handle is Mactivate. That's (laughs) M-A-C-T-I-V and the number eight. I originally wanted to be Mactive, but that was taken on social media. So I said, hmm, let's come up with another name. So I said, Mactive eight. Ah, and it wasn't taken. So I'm very happy about that. But you can follow me on Instagram at Mactivate. I'm also on TikTok. I only have one TikTok on there right now, but I'm working on that. But I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, any social media platform. It is Mactivate. Got it. There you go. Got it. Well, with that said, this has been super fun. And um, we will cross paths soon again. Don't you worry. We're not going anywhere. And um, by the way, I, I didn't think you were going anywhere. <laughs> no. Um, also, um, you need your own freaking podcast. Yeah. When's that happening? Like you're talking about fashion reviews and this and that. I'm sorry. Let's let's talk about starting that. So, um, yeah, let's get you up and running because you need your voice needs to be out there a little bit more. So period. The end. That's it. 
Of course. Work well, on, you we'll never work know, on. you guys. Mm-hmm. You never know. <laughs> yeah. As oh. I know a lot, I can teach you a lot about activewear and what I've learned over these years. Mm-hmm. I, I think, it, you know, it's a good spot. It's just like, you know, See? it's an extension of uh, like, you know, those social media posts. It's just bigger and fresher and you get the idea and the point across a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I, you're a star, man. Yes, Go right? for it. Oh, all right. Well, thank you, guys. You're the best. And um, with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.